Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's Monday. Marion's dancing over there. <laughs> Marion's here, everyone. My parents' dog. My parents uh, are out of town, and so I'm taking care of Marion. And she is not eating right now, and she has diarrhea. But Andrew just saw her and said that she looked fat. So I, I mean, your I think parents are definitely giving her something from the table. All they do. By everything. Yeah. They, they make her a plate. <laughs> Every single they they give her so much food. They, these dogs always get fat when they go over there because it's just my dad's like they need treats for doing nothing. <laughs> treats are like a treat because you do something to earn it. Yeah, you sit, you lay down. Yes, my dad just up like, and then he won't give one dog a treat for doing something good because then the other dog will get jealous. And I'm like, dogs don't have jealousy. Like, I don't know. So I, don't I know. feel like they're pretty jealous of each other. You, you pet one, the other one. Is that insane. jealousy though? Will it be hurt like the rest of the day and like suffer because? Um, this goes back to like I don't know. I wonder if you pet just one dog for a week and not the oh, other one. Oh, that would be so sad. <laughs> I don't even want to so think cruel. about that. What yeah, it's awful. So okay, so maybe they do have feelings. <laughs> yeah, or jealousy. Ugh. Well, it goes back to like what um, 
Anya was talking about it. We were in, we were at Starbucks this weekend. Among, we probably went to like 30 Starbucks this weekend. But um, when we were talking about like uh, she when she said she was living with me and I said, I haven't earned a nap today. Like I, was, I really want a nap, but I haven't earned one. And she was like, I'd never heard someone say something like that. And I was like, what do you mean? Like you anytime you do anything that is like relaxing or like feels good, <laughs> it should come after some hard sort of like hard work or like some sort of suffering. But I think her idea is just a view, viewing a nap as a treat as opposed to your body just like putting in your mind that it's like a dessert that you don't deserve. As no, you deserve it if you put in work enough to be tired. You don't get to nap if you haven't worked all day. <laughs> you t- you're telling me you can't wake up and then nap 10 minutes later? I mean, I do, but it feels terrible. <laughs> and it's it's probably more like a leading to depression than like something balanced. But I, I feel the same way with the dogs. I'm just like, they don't get treats unless they do something. You yeah. can't just get, you have to earn things. And we were talking about like, I mean, I, and I don't think that means like you don't give your kids toys or like presents or, or like a day off school or whatever unless they like earn it. But it shouldn't just be for nothing. I think there needs to be some kind of. I think is I, that wrong to no, think? No, I don't think so. I think that's. I think when I got when I was sixteen, I got a car. Right. Yes. I should have had to have worked at least two summers to at least put maybe five hundred dollars into that car. That's what I would do. Yeah. If I ever have a kid, like I think my parents, they treated me like Marion. I was just a yeah. Fat my little parents dog did the same thing. Just, you know, got whatever he wanted. As kind of yeah, I was know. I was spoiled. But I was you spoiled know. with gifts, but not with love. So it was kind of like right. here's a car. Yeah. Now I'm not going to talk to you for a year about. I didn't anything. get any everything I wanted, but I, we got a lot of cool stuff. And like Kirsten would always say, You're, like it's so fun hanging out with your dad because if he goes to the gas station, goes into pay, he'd come back and just throw a bunch of candy in the back seat and be like, mm-hmm. got a bunch of like he throw like <laughs> Twizzlers and peanut M and M's and just like uh, like a, a waterfall of candy would fall and it was like that was. Were you jealous of your sister if she got something and you didn't get it? Yeah, but that would never happen. My parents are very even. It <laughs> yeah. does, you, you do not get something if your sister gets, like, no one gets more. There's this new thing that I learned about if you're a parent that helps, um, you know, kids get, when they're, you're eating, kids get jealous of, like, they were like, I want more. Like, I, I want hers. Like, they always want what isn't theirs. Um, and this is a, a tactic I read on, about on Reddit that also they use in uh, prisoner of war camps. Oh, you cut when a there's hand like off food, or something? food rationing. Okay. Um, <laughs> what do you so do? you go, you let one kid <laughs> ration each portion to go, okay, split it in half and be like, make a plate, make a plate. And then the other kid decides which one they want first. So one kid decide, make, tries to make them equal as possible, obviously, because he doesn't know which one he's going to get. And then the other kid chooses. And so that's how you should have your kids decide what to eat so that they don't, one feels, they both feel involved. Also, kids eat horribly, usually, because oh my God. My, my sister's parents kids don't want to hear it. I, I get it, though. Like, my kid was crying. But then, what if you never introduce chicken tenders to your kid? Would they want chicken tenders? Is it, what comes first, the chicken or the crying? You know what I mean? Right, like, they want things, well, they, they see things marketed. And so you know what you want. <laughs> you think the kid's seen it on the highway? I used to say, I need this. My dad would say, you don't need anything. And I'd go, I need this. Like, yeah. I would get ideas from commercials of what I needed. Interesting. Um, food, you're right, though. Like, do if you feed your kids, like, balanced food and you don't let them have those treats. But once you, I mean, once they get to sugar's school, fucking the problem insane, is dude. School, kids start school early. They're going to see another kid's lunch. Yeah. He's going to have fucking yeah. gushers. 
what was the thing that you would want out of school lunches at school, you guys? Like my big thing was trading up for a sandwich that I wanted. Like you love sandwiches. So my friend had this like roast beef, American cheese, mayo sandwich. It was nothing to like go nuts about. But a mother had made something for this child. Maybe it was a mother's love. (laughs) You just wanted you wanted to taste a mother's. Well, this is the best part. (laughs) Like fingerprints. I didn't trade him a sandwich from home. I my mom gave me money to buy a sandwich from school. So I gave him the school sandwich that came with no mother's love. Well, the money, I guess, but. But I don't know. There was something about a homemade, kind of disgusting sandwich. Yes. Well, we get turkey sandwiches on the road. Yes. On the writer. I think I'm going to change it, though. Why? To turkey what? makes me tired, man. <laughs> it just is so it's a funny. thing. I'm telling you. So what do you change it to? Ham? <laughs> ham wakes you. Ham's cocaine of yeah. the meats. <laughs> Tuna? Isn't it so funny to think of another meat to? that will get you fucking going? What are you going to change it to? I'm going to change it to a uh, grilled chicken sandwich. Where? But that's hard to get. What do you mean? Are grilled chicken sandwiches hard to find? Yeah, no. Grilled chicken's in every turkey sandwich. Yeah? Yeah, same bird. Okay. All right. And then turkey. Noah, do you remember getting jealous of lunches and like things? So I used to get jealous of kids who would get school lunch, but the thing that really made me jealous, (laughs) because I always had like the same- What did you get? You had a sack lunch? Yeah. Like my my mom would send us with food. What was your typical lunch? What was in that brown bag? It was just a pita bread cut in half, either with cheese and cucumbers or cheese and salami. Oh, cutie. What about any sides? No. What? Really? What? Were you still in Russia? Oh, my God. It was very sad. So I would get so jealous of the kids who had Lunchables. Do you remember Lunchables? Yeah. The packaging. They would have like a variety of cheeses and cold cuts and a little snack and toy. Oh, the pizza. Yeah. That, yes, that, that was pizza the one, one was, was so gross because it was cold, but like you just loved it. Um, yeah, I mean the slippery meat dish. That's what I, I couldn't understand. I would go over to a friend's house, and her mom would make dinner for the family, and they would just be spaghetti. There would be no salad. There would be no fruit. There would be like <laughs> I was really lucky that I had a mom that like made sure every food group was hit. But I just remember being like. I can't believe this girl who like lives in a big house as a really nice family, big yard, like bigger house than mine, nice neighborhood, their family for a sit down dinner, spaghetti, <laughs> marinara, nothing else. Garlic bread? No, yeah, nothing bread. else. Nothing else, just straight spaghetti. I couldn't believe it. I remember going home and, and being like, I, mom, they didn't have anything else. And they, my parents were just like, that is terrible. What was your lunch? Yeah. I mean- um, Did you get like two cutie oranges or an apple? Okay. Then a bag of chi- like a pl- you know like a my mom would take chips and put them in a bag like Doritos or something or oh. like the snack size Doritos and then uh, um, either a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a salami sandwich or um, turkey you would sandwich. Get salami sandwich. Yeah. Oh yeah. Salami. My mom loves salami. And yeah, then, moms love salami. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not making a joke. Like <laughs> my do. mom fucking loves salami. Yes. Like the thick kind. Like. Oh my god! They I love. Oh, my favorite then. was when we'd get a peanut butter and jelly, and it would go. It would be at the bottom of the sack lunch. Yes. And then throughout the day, it would be in my bag, and it would get like hot, mm-hmm. and it would all melt. It would melt into the bread and get like it would all become one. It would be like un- uncrustable. It would just be this moist. <laughs> you know, this is how uncrustable started. This guy. <gasps> Same, yes. Like brick. Yes. Of moist, just soft, gooey. Oh, and the jelly would soak into the bread. Strawberry jelly was the best. Dude. Not chunky peanut butter. Not the gross wheat bread. But that's what I liked from (laughs) 
a mayonnaise sandwich. The, the same The soaking of mayo. In the yeah, dirt. moist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this thing was in my locker for a hot Florida locker for nine oh, hours. And God. the longer, Did you guys the have better. outside lockers? Yeah. Ew, yeah, really? Yeah, <laughs> these sandwiches were not. Oh they my were God. De- they were I was definitely jealous pastor. of kids that had outdoor lockers. <laughs> yeah, we were that in seemed a, like so. It was pretty cool. My locker was fucking filthy. Oh, I bet. I mean, I'm sure shit fell out of your locker. Oh, mine was so bad. Did you ever open Kirsten it? Kirsten and I and shared one one year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like opening a fucking Uber trunk. An Uber X trunk when you when you you know scamp and you go for one that and he looks at you like oh you have bags oh, fuck yeah, you and bags. then he's got to open his trunk and there's like two bodies in there he's got to shove to the side yeah I mean I my locker my car every I mean talk about ADD and everyone would see it except for like I just was just like this is me you know Here's, well, your room was like that yeah everything two months ago yeah here yeah sure. this, you haven't changed I've changed your car had cans to almost to the uh you know halfway th- yeah. up to your, your shin yeah but like more, recently not that long ago so <laughs> no it's funny to well, argue I, with someone go this was yesterday i was listening to the puddles podcast and i learned about Excuse uh how me. <laughs> what i'm no, just no, plugging I'm it I'm, no i know i know that i'm making a joke no, and i learned about how uh andrew had his car broken into and probably all the junk in there deterred the robber from yeah, stealing anything. Possibly. Smart. <laughs> Smart. He's like, oh, someone already got to it and threw shit in it. Yeah. <laughs> I always went, when my car got broken into in LA one time, I wanted oh. them, I was happy that they stole stuff because it just looked cleaner. <laughs> I didn't even know what they stole because there was so much shit. I remember being like, I wrote serious? that down as a joke because it was the first thing that came to my mind was yes. like, thank you so much for cleaning this up, <laughs> getting that, taking that CD case. It's a bunch of crap. I love the idea. You like leave a sign, like doors open. Uh, organized it's like the Seinfeld papers. thing. Oh, it is. Where the, he, the car is bo, and he he walks by like a, a like a you know shady looking guy. He's trying to get rid of this car because everyone that will clean it uh, will get it and go. Oh, yes. And he walks by, just leaves. He rolls down the window. He closes the door, and he's like looking at the criminal looking guy in the corner. And he takes his keys and he just <laughs> throws it through the window and drops them. And is like presents the car. And then the guy gets in it, and it's the closing scene. And then the credits come up because the guy's like. <laughs> Like about to die. <laughs> Speaking of like smelly cars, I mean, we the, the Uber was it this morning? Oh my god, it was this morning. That guy, Smokey, Smokey Joe. Yeah, I I was. You I know, tipped him twenty five percent, but I did complain about the smell of this car, and I gave him four stars. There's something about having those AirPods in that are uh, noise canceling, but they cancel. I think all my senses. Like I started coughing, <laughs> but I didn't know if I was smelling it. I didn't. My nose wasn't working either. I don't know if they're all connected. But. No, they're not. I did a science project about this. so It should actually amplify, I would think, your smell. You know what I mean? When your other sentences are kind of deadened. Yeah, you would think. You would Man, think, I, w- yeah. I got in right away and was like, ugh. I, I had to wait it. 15 minutes for this Uber. I can't call another one. It's just, you just don't, you don't get to drive an Uber if you smoke. And I know you smoke in your car because I was once a smoker. And you try not to smoke in your car, but you smoke in your car. And you roll the windows down and it still absorbs it. If you're still smoking, what are you doing? What are you doing? Having a blast. No. Um, I don't want to stop this conversation, (laughs) but I want to go back a little bit. You said that you and Kirsten shared a locker. Do you remember like what decorations you had on it? I think we had like a a whiteboard. 
that's probably it like no stickers we, i don't think we did i don't think we decorated no yeah, i, I think decorate. it was like vandalism if we did because stickers you like couldn't get them <laughs> off yeah. you know but i remember she was not happy sharing a locker with me it became why did that happen because it was senior year and it was like oh my god we get to share lockers it'll be so fun it was in the senior hallway it was like a fun thing oh, like it, we gotcha. wanted to and then it quickly became a, a huge burden like my friends would spend the night at my house and just be like how do you live like this like all my friends rooms were so clean except me and Hala. Hala and i were the most messy but, but kirsten and taylor no i know i'm kidding oh my I'm god kidding. no i try my best but it's a, it's well you have enough it's rooms. nice to have an, an, extra, an room extra room that's a yeah. junk drawer i always would have a room or a closet and i would stuff everything and I would get rid of it. And it was such like a half-assed job because, you know, my room's clean. It's, a it's that little drawer that you have all those like rubber bands and keys and paper clips. <laughs> that's, I have a room now. That's that. Wait, so was Kirsten kind of clean? So she was like your oh, locker. Oh, she's so clean. She was, I mean, it hurt our friendship, I believe. It was not oh. good. Yeah. She, I mean, like, because I was so ashamed of myself. It was so embarrassing to be a messy person and to have like your friend probably talk about it with your other friends and be like, Nikki, it's so bad sharing a locker with her. Like, I could just sense it was a thing that had been harboring in her mind for a while. Well, you know my friend Seth. We mm. we roomed freshman year. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you he, had a, a fish in your bed as a prank, and you didn't. Oh, it. well, they put anchovies under my bed, and yeah. joke was on them. Because you didn't. I smelled you worse than the anchovies. canceling headphones on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting until the end of the year when those anchovies would taste amazing. Oh, my God. You know? I don't know how he took you all are my stuff. who you are now. He was so mad. That he took all my clothes because I was so dirty. Yeah. Put it all, and he put it out in the hallway. He goes, "I'm gonna burn it." Like that's where our friendship got. Like he's like, "I'm gonna burn all your clothes." Right. Because you're such a fucking disaster. I know, and it's so hard because you just don't. There's just no way to not be that way. Probably why I didn't get laid throughout high school. I'm gonna blame my locker. Well, no, I I think you didn't get laid because you had bad self esteem, yes. and thus you had a l dirty locker because of bad self esteem. Of course, and then you also have an excuse for why you don't get laid because you're like, my room's not clean. Yeah. These are all things that we do that I've never had a girl back to. Yeah, but I, because my room's not clean, you yes. can't come back. Yes, like I I would I would have loved for my parents to be like, you can't date boys, so that I would have had an excuse yes. why I didn't date boys or like some kind of thing about it but yeah my, i mean oh i made now, a ton my, of excuses i was jewish i was short i didn't live i lived an hour away from school so no girl's gonna want to date someone that far away yeah, i went to an all-christian yeah. school so i had all these things in my heads of why i wasn't yeah good enough for a girl well you, know? you told me about this weekend we passed a bahama breeze restaurant yeah. and you said that you had once taken a girl on a date there That's and right. i thought it was during your asexual phase and you said it was kind of it's all very hazy about Andrew's past. I don't know when he was not where you weren't getting laid, you were drinking too much, you had no like you didn't get girls like Yeah. But you th suddenly you're going on a date with a beautiful girl at Bahama Breeze. Stripper. A stripper. Yeah. Okay. And I took her I I took her out. We went to dinner. It was like a Tuesday. I had one drink. I was bringing her home. And this is the night the I got arrested. No, yeah. what about the other one? The girl where you're trying to act cool? Oh, that was just a completely different date. I, I I tried to be the strong, silent type for a night, but and I was she really hungover. She <laughs> thought I hated her. I'm not. I'm not. I guess you could kind of read me that I'm not. Like, could you imagine if this was? No, I bet you. You like if I was just like. No, I bet yeah. you could pull that off. But like, there's so many times I think that you think someone hates you, and they really like. It's the opposite. There are so many times I meet people at meet and greets, and I'm like, wow, that guy fucking. 
hated me he did not want to be meeting me at all and then he dms me later like i was so nervous i didn't know what to say i had so much to say to you and like sends me a tower of text yeah but now i know i know exactly who wants to say more than they can in the moment because i get so many things that say afterwards like i didn't know what to say i i wanted to say more and so now i know who has more to say and i kind of look at them a little bit longer like the floor is like do you want to say anything like it's okay but um it's, it was fun this weekend meeting so many did you, besties. Did you ever go on a date and completely not be yourself? I mean, maybe for four years. <laughs> no, I never but, went like, on dates. You never ever. went on a date? No, we were very similar. Yeah. I, I can't even believe you asked a girl out on a date. Like, What I, I was that know. like? I, I, I don't know. There was the one time where I left the restaurant. I called the restaurant after I left to ask her out. I mean, that was the oh, ballsiest yeah. thing I ever did. I go, it's the brown hair girl that was in front there. She goes, that's it's me. I go, you know, because I saw her staring at me. Right. I don't know. I just called and got a day from that. I've, Damn. I've never done anything. I'm trying to think if I ever acted a different way. I just, no, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever tried to be totally different than myself. Like a complete, like you acting like, like <laughs> stoic strong, type. and strong silent type is so not you. <laughs> You, what what is going on with you at the, that moment? You think that like someone made fun of you for being too goofy, or something? A girl was like, "He's goofy," and so you were like, "Okay, I'm going to choose the other lane." Like, what made you do that? Was there a guy you were trying to emulate? Was there at the time? I think this was before I even made money in real estate. So, and I just had kind of the heart attack kind of thing. So I was just <laughs> kind of getting home, and uh, I, I was like, "Where you had a you had a heart attack?" And, and I was in driving my Las dad's Vegas? car, yeah. but it was a cool car, but it wasn't. I didn't have the money for the car, so I was just driving this cool car. Did you act car. like it was yours? I didn't say it wasn't. Okay, but so I yes. Also, that's a yes. No, but I, I'm not that guy to be like, I'm this. But you are the guy to be the strong, silent yeah, type. Yeah, strong, silent. Yeah, like Clint Eastwood. Oh, my God. I would kill. To be on a fly on the to wall. To know what you were like on that date. To hear the conversation. There was I would. I'm telling you, I was quiet for two hours. It was so wild. So did she talk? A little bit. And you would do one-word answers? Yeah, I thought that, Yeah. Yeah. And later on, you ran into this girl years later, and she was like, did you hate me? Mm-hmm. You probably ran into her you when you were drunk and a little bit more like, hey. Yeah, she's like, I thought you were mute. <laughs> no. Wow. I, yeah. I, I think I put her on a pedestal. She was very pretty. Yes. And I don't know. I was very hungover, though, too. I think that didn't help my choices. Well, I dated someone who I thought was, I put on a hu- such a pedestal. We were friends when I dated this person. And Noah, you were, too. And just thought like I have to be, I'm gonna, I have to like, I have to fix myself right away because I can't, I'm not gonna be able to earn this guy and be this guy's girlfriend if I'm not like really beautiful, really graceful, really like just yeah. And so it was, it it was so daunting, it was so overwhelming. Like I have to get a new wardrobe. It was just like I can't do this shit. It's not gonna work. Yeah, I. We have to go to break. Yeah. Uh, let's find out about it. Yeah, let's find out break. right after this. <laughs> Andrea! I'm a lonely man, but I'm strong and silent. But I'll speak up when it calls me to so. To so. Madam. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's 
when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. And we're back. What did you just ask Madam me? Madam Tussauds. Oh, 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 you mean a wax figure? Yeah. You said a plastic you, you figure. asked me, you, you're going to have a plastic figure? Yeah. Oh, did you think I was just talking about more Botox? Well, kind of. <laughs> I thought like maybe like a little action figure someday or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd take it. I wonder if anyone could make action figures of us. Um, they definitely could. People have 3D printers. That's when you just throw things out. Like, I wonder if anyone could give me a Ferrari. I wonder <laughs> if, like, you're getting a car today, maybe. I'm not going today. I'm too tired. I already said I can't go shopping for wood. It's a lot of paperwork getting a car. I can't deal with it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I honestly, I you have to take off. you have to take off four <laughs> hours of work. You you have to just carve out an entire afternoon. I could run a marathon in the time it takes for them to fax a couple pieces of paper to who they're just in the back, just hanging out. I think they try to make it seem longer. So when you pay to forty grand, it seems like it's more official. I don't know what it. I don't know I've, what we're. I've ranted about this before, but why? If I'm paying forty grand for something, get you, me in and yeah, out. Yes. Treat me well. Yes, it should be like a Venmo. You should oh, be go. God. You should go, okay, here's two initials. You fill you fill out the rest. I was talking to Chris about this the other day. I was like, I can't buy, I don't want to buy a car today. I don't have the time. I don't have eight hours to spare to, to buy a fucking car. And he said, I was trying to buy a car. Um, there was some, uh, there's some football game or something that he wanted to watch, some race or something. And he went to go buy a car. And the guy was like, let's do it. And he goes, I need to be done by this time. It's when like, kickoff is. And it was like, two hours later. And the guy was like, we can't get done. He goes, okay, then you just lost a sale. It's like, what? Are, is this really what it comes down to? If someone's a car dealer, can you fucking yeah. tell me why the fuck this takes so long? What are you guys doing? Why does it, why is the manager never there? Why do you, if I'm not financing, if I'm paying cash, yes, cash why the fuck does it take so long? You're fucking with us. You're trying to make it, because there are some people that like things to just really, they love Drag. a drawn out thing. Yeah. This, these are the people that like to wait in line for things because they feel like if they wait in line, if they suffer for it, much like I was talking about before, then they've somehow earned it more. You know what I earned? That $40,000. I just suffered for the money. I want to get my car and drive away. I don't want to sit in this stark fucking lobby and sit and talk to you about your alcoholism as you talk, you try to relate to me telling you me how shit-faced you got last night. I don't want to look at the pictures of your stupid kids. I don't want to sit you there and watch you w- twiddle with your tie and be all sweaty and gross. I don't want you to talk to me about some deal you made yesterday and about how bo- your boss is so cool and he's on a safari right now shooting elephants. I don't give a fuck. I want my fucking car and I don't want to go to another office then to talk about all the extras you can give me. Why don't you tell me about them right here in the desk we're sitting at? Why don't we have to go to another office? And 
I don't want any of your, I don't want you to offer me a soda. It is not interesting that you can get me a soda. Oh, any <laughs> soda I want. Oh, you know, like I can get that myself. I'm paying $40,000, probably $20,000 too much because everything costs way too much. Now you can't get a deal to save your fucking life. And I, what is taking so long? I don't know. I just feel like the strong, silent type right now. Oh, God, it makes me so mad. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I really am not going to buy a car because of it. I, I want. I'm going to. I'm going to do the thing. Why don't we open a car dealership where Carvana, no paperwork? Carvana is car, the solution. No paper. That's where you buy one online, and it just drives up, and a guy like fucking gives you a you, clipboard, you sign it, and then you pull off in no, a car. No, you got to. I guarantee. Hey, Carvana. You, I guarantee you're filling out. A hundred. No, pages no, no. Of- it's very. It's it like they pull the car off the thing. It's that they're trying to eliminate this oh, whole okay. thing because it's so annoying. Well, shit. Why do people like to waste their time? People are so slow. They love to, to fill to a day. Savor. They love to fill a day. Oh, you boy. gotta fill a and day. And why is anyone waiting in line? Why? Why are you waiting in line for anything? I used Listener? to wait in line to get in the clubs, like hammered, just being like, once Brunch I get spots, in there. When you want to eat, don't you just want to eat? I will never, ever wait more than 15 minutes for a table. And the only reason I will wait 15 minutes for a table is because I'm with people who are okay with that. And I want to be a good, I want to be a good like, yes. dinner partner. Otherwise, I would walk away and go to somewhere else. Waiting in line, I sucks. just it sucks. And I'd rather go to and it's yeah. because they could get you in, but they're creating the illusion of being in demand by making you wait. Oh my god, you really just touched a nerve. I was I was at, I've been to like three different St. Louis restaurants that have open tables, and they look at you in the eye and they go an hour and a half. That is about being understaffed. Don't ruin this. I know. Don't but take I get their it. side. But here's the thing. This is the weird part. Do they don't have reservations. They this is the weird part. You can't make resis. Some places actually don't have resis. Yeah. The weird part is they go, I'm not bullshitting you. Like four different places this happened. They go, sorry, it won't be for 30, 45 minutes. I swear to God, they sit us in three minutes. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know mm. what's going on here in St. Louis where they're telling you 40 to make you feel better. I will always side with waiters and waitresses when my dad ever goes, well, there's a table right there. I go, well, as you've never been a waiter. You were a waiter one day and then a piece of sweat dripped off your nose and went in soup. And the guy said to you, you're slipping, son. No, you're slipping slim is what someone said to my dad. And he quit oh, that day. Okay. So my dad doesn't understand what it's like to so have seven tables when you can really only handle five. And that's why there are open tables because they could only get four people to work that day. Gen Z doesn't want to work. We know that old stereotype. So no, people call in sick. You don't have enough people to uh, uh, to cover the restaurant. Okay. I'll, I'll handle that. Yeah. I, I get that. It's not but, the waitress's fault when your food though. is running late. That's the kitchen. And it's not even the kitchen's fault. They're understaffed too. They took the manager maybe set too many tables that they couldn't handle, you know. I'm sure there's a car guy saying all this right now to you, going, actually, we gotta do the paperwork. Pa- but I think we it's part of their business it. model. <laughs> I just don't understand why people are like I look outside a, r- a brunch place and people are just do you think hung over, hanging you- out in the sun, waiting for a table. I'm just like, go to fucking anywhere else. Do you think they're setting it up though? So it seems like the demand is higher. You see people outside. You say thirty minutes. Yes. I think they're trying to make it. I think when they do it in ten, they make it seem better. When you, you know, see like, a line, oh, what do you in. go? When you see a line where you don't know what's going on, you go, what is? What are you guys what's waiting in line in for? There? Yeah, it, it 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 breeds curiosity. It breeds like, oh, other people like this. I'm gonna like this too. There is a part of that oh. that like makes you go, oh, this is this is popular. If you're waiting in line for it, but I just like I don't. I just hate waiting. I've realized in my life, my life is scheduled where I have no downtime. Just twiddling my thumbs, being on my phone. <laughs> like, that's why I don't like getting to the airport two hours early. I just want to walk straight from the TSA <laughs> right to my gate, get on the plane. 
We had a, a pilot today. First oh time. Oh, my God. First time pilot. We didn't know until we landed. Oh, I a knew. A little shaky. Little I knew. shaky guy. How did they you know? didn't tell us. Well, they told us at the very end. We we landed, and he goes, "This is our pilots." Uh, we just want to say that uh, your pilot today it is his first time flying. He didn't want me to tell you, but I'm going to embarrass him a little bit. And I go, you, "They didn't wait. They didn't want to tell us until we landed." I knew. I, I know, knew but there how, was something you know? going on okay, because so it take was. Off. I've flown in enough planes where I. It was the first time I was ever in a plane, and I started thinking about. What happens if we go down? Like, I stayed calm. I just, like, kept my eye mask on. I was like, I can't do anything about this. But I was like, I think this plane is going to crash. I have to wrap my head around dying right now. It was the first time I've ever felt that way. And it's because, and then as soon as they told us it was his first flight, I was like, wow, that's all coming together. We landed like we fell out of the sky and God dropped us. Yeah, it was pretty cool. On his toe. And yeah. goes, fuck! Well, they go, it's going to be, uh, I love when they go, it's going to be a smooth ride. And then five minutes later, like, hold on for dear life. <laughs> it's like, and. The it, takeoff was just, yeah. like, it was a little bit herky-jerky. It and felt then like the, a kid who learned stick shift the first day. Yes. Listen, you got, there's a first time for everything. It sucks, though, that we're the guinea pigs of this guy's I, first time. I felt bad for the guy because the pilot that told us that it, he was a new pilot told us that he was going to make him stand at the front so we could all say, good job. When clearly we landed so... It was... I fly every day of my life. Yes. It was the worst landing that ev- I've ever had. It ever. Fe- it, it felt... Yeah, it was very... I mean, the, the, the wings, right while we were going down... I don't know. That didn't bother me. It was just a hard. It was just boom. Yes. You know, like really hard. And um, so you know, it's the like the pilot should have waited. It's for like the when you bomb one. on stage and you got to stay stay after and do a meet and greet. Like that's oh. how it felt. I felt really bad for the guy because he knew he didn't do well. It's like my first pitch. Like that kid probably flies <laughs> every day so well. He's done this a million times in preparation for this. Yes. It's his first day on the job, and he fucking curves it to the right, and it goes in the dirt. And now he's got to like go talk to everyone and act like he's not embarrassed about it. But that's how you get your wings. I mean, there's probably something to like. Okay, I, I know it him. didn't land that well. Now you got to stand him good out job there because it was a good job. I mean, like you know, it's a, you got to do everything for the first time. He was a, he was a sweet boy. I was like, you just got to keep getting up. No, I think I think there's something too though, like making him stand there knowing that it wasn't that good to like build. No, I think he you was like, think? no, I wanted you guys to congratulate him. I don't think he was trying to like make him feel bad. I don't know. I really don't. You think that pilot was trying to like haze him? <laughs> yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> it was supportive. Um, but I I go I on Twitter I looked up first. A p- pilot f- pilot's first flight because I thought there's got to be people tweeting about this has to happen a lot and there was a tweet three days ago that was like uh, you at some point in your life have been on a plane it was the pilot's first day it was some like tweet that was like making we that comment the one time it was I'm like the, oh my god it was it was the airport it was the airplane's first day really? we were on an airplane really yeah they're like oh this is only been used maybe like one no, other time no I want a plane that still has ashtrays and exactly like, you know, Those are the safer ones because they've been through it, you know? Oh, man, I was going to say something even worse. Well, some of the planes now that crash were so computerized that the pilot couldn't take control back from... Those are the ones that, like, nosedived. What? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't yeah. want to talk about that. No, but it is weird when you get on a plane and they have ashtrays. They have just um, no sm- like no smoking signs. Like, why do we need to even hear that? Just stuff that that was these planes, but because they have such good maintenance, they last so long. Yeah, that's why we can fly in planes from the seventies. They're being worked on every single day. If you did that to your car and replaced everything that needed being replaced, it would 
you know, it would still be working too. I've seen, I just saw a video of a guy that just lit up a cigarette. He was drunk. On a plane? On a plane. And it's just, it's so foreign now. To oh see my god! It. The fact that you know, 80% you walk of by the someone plane. outside in a blustery field and they're smoking, and you go, "Fuck you!" That's like the idea, the rudest thing. Just the smoking and walking on be... the sidewalk. Oh my god! Can you imagine a plane full of fucking Smokers? smoke? That's why everyone wild. looks so fucking old from the 60s, 70s, 80s. It was just smoking constantly. I mean, I'm around a cigarette one second now, and I'm like, "Oh god!" Like I'm aging. I think, so crazy. I think it came back a little bit too, cigarettes. Yeah. Like with like teenagers and shit. Like I mean jewels. Trying to look cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like there's something edgy about it. I was with some a girls. Cigarette. It does help the other like a picture. They, had a I guess. Cigarette and they were huh? all really cool and I wanted one so bad to be cool, but I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew I was just gonna leave them and be like, Oh Cigarette then, is way cooler than a fucking jewel. Gives me a headache just thinking about. I remember I smoked my first cigarette and my mom smoked cigarettes and I stole one. In the bathroom, I didn't even know how to light it. Yeah, and I was just like, <clears throat> like just like. I saw someone recently, and I go, "Wow, she used to have really good skin. She, her skin's like not good anymore." And I didn't know what it was. I was just like, "Oh, you know, smoker." And then I saw later on, she's addicted to jewels, and I'm like, "These jewels uh, are not h- harmless. They make you look. They make you sound like this." And yeah, they, a lot of people go in the hospital because of the jewels. Yeah, they age you. You think you're get, you're getting something better than smoking cigarettes, which I'm sure in some way. I mean, obviously, but no, you hit the thing, fucking eighty times more than a oh cigarette. Oh my god, we were when we were on F Boy the first time. Oh yeah, they there were was all a guy sneaking them in. There was a guy that um Robin witnessed. You know, my hair and makeup girl Robin witnessed. He was one of the F Boys. And she said that he was pulling from um, a vape pen and that he never took a single breath of oxygen. Every single <laughs> breath he took, he would blow it out again, out again. He, she watched him for 10 minutes and he did not smoke. He did not have one breath of fresh o- oxygen. How fucking insane is that? Pretty cool. It was cool. He won. No, Dude, he did I it. walk through a cloud sometimes and I. I just thought that's my life now. That's how big some of the clouds were in New York City. I just <laughs> oh, remember those ones like, that have like a like little a black box on them. Yes, they, yes. They look yes. like a little handheld like, and recorder. They're blueberry, like mixed with stripper Why skin. Why does so or whatever. much smoke come out of those? I have no idea, but I've it's gone. Like a I've gone in some of <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> I literally feel like a plane that's trying to land, and it's like you don't land until the very end, and that's how I felt inside those clouds. What do you mean? Like oh, where you're like, where's the ground? Yeah, when it's just so much like fucking do. Oh my god, or whatever. Spade has such a good joke about that on his special about, about the clouds, about like landing and like oh. a really really scary flight where he literally almost died on a plane, uh, on a private jet. Um, and it's about that he landed and the pilots like we're landing and they're like please don't and they're like we're gonna do it, and they land and he gets off the plane. And there's no, he's, he goes, there's no other planes. It's like, and he walks around and he sees like through the fog and like these like guys that are just standing there like, just oh four my dudes smoking God. A jewel. Like, no, like two, <laughs> two baggage handler guys being like, your plane just flew, fell out of the sky. Like where, and, and he goes, where's all the planes? And they're like, we, no one, everyone diverted. We've diverted like a dozen planes. You're the only one. And like, and then the uh, he the joke is like he turns to the pilot and the pilot goes yeah they're pussies and he's like smoking a cigarette <laughs> but the bit is so funny but it's like so um, it's all up to the pilot's discretion I mean like Kobe Bryant 
Oh, that was. Uh, so we don't know who awful. made the argument to like just go through the fog, but if they would have just. When you see something that you go, maybe I might die doing this, but or I won't. I'm always going to err on the side of I will. I'm going to do. Well, th- that's the opposite of a line. Like the idea that you you got to get to like a high school game and every it don't matter what how what how we're going to get there. I don't give a shit about any of the caution yeah, tape. Yeah. We're going. Yes. Like so many people just go, and that's how tragic. Well, sometimes things happen. when we are driving on the road, I feel that way. Like when we have like a driver who's just like in a rush to get somewhere and you're just like, I'm going to die because this guy wants to get one more Uber drive under his belt or something like it's just and then you don't want to say anything because you're like, I don't want to make him mad. But then you're like, am I going to die because I don't want to make this guy upset or I don't want to be a backseat driver. It's it's wild. I can see myself dying like that. Yeah. Where some guy's driving like a fucking asshole and I'm like, hey, uh, it's fine. You know what? Let you do you. I'd still be falling off the cliff going. Dude, that's fucking... I get I it. I would have taken this turn, too, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man. Apparently, you had a good weekend, I heard, folks. Maybe you didn't. So good seeing so many besties. We had all the swells. It's Monday as well. We so saw you, hundreds you know of besties. That means it's Monday. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, dude, some... Like, I almost started crying last night when that girl was crying. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. It was, yeah. it was something. Shout out to... Everyone who came and did the meet and greets and came to the shows this weekend, there were so many besties there. We know who you are immediately. You don't even have to tell us or be wearing merch. You just get a vibe. You guys are so sweet. So many. I got so many letters. So many gifts. Um, people yeah, you are just make out like a bandit. They give you too much shit, and then you gotta go out home. You gotta buy some enough. of them. <laughs> yeah, a <Yeah>. bandit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to you, Noah. So fun. <laughs> well, um, one. California couple's worst nightmare might be Nikki's dream come true. A California couple returns returns home from vacation birds. to find their house filled with birds. Yes. Hundreds of swallows had invaded the home, apparently getting in through the chimney. The oh. owner said, we opened the door and it's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Oh, man. Whoa. Uh, it's Jesus. like an Alfred Hitchcock oh, my. movie. Oh, that's scary. They look like almost like hornet's nests because they're like any kind of animal just swarming is really really oh, wait wait oh i didn't even know yeah i dude. thought those were blinds on top no I you thought, thought was that was like a de- decorative like yeah. uh garland i swear to god i thought that yeah, it looks was like christmas birds. decorations so there's like a, a window with um you know uh what are those like blinds swallows. and then at the top yeah. there it looks like there's just these hordes of swallows that look like a bunch of hornet's nuts Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I it took over yeah. three hours to get all the birds out of the house, which is currently uninhabitable. The furniture, carpets, and blinds were all destroyed. And oh the worst God. part is what? that their homeowner's insurance won't cover the damage. They have an oh exclusion God. on the policy in regards to birds. They will not pay the claim. Wow, it's like your thing with the, the window. I just really... Andrew got his window busted in by those thieves. And and, and a, the insurance would not cover it. They're like, was it a bird? I mean, can you imagine not reading the fine? Like, it's like uh, pigs. We got you. Like, yeah. like what is this? <laughs> Where bird? Like, th- how are birds excluded from this? I know. What's? It probably says like animal infestation. Yeah. Uh, like anything oh, so other like, than termites. Like maybe the, the classics. And there's probably like some. Or maybe it means I, it's common. It's so common that the insurance policy is like, yeah, we're not yeah, covering like birds anymore. Maybe we don't know about. How yeah. is it common? How many times? I've never heard this. I, but my maybe, whole life, they, I'm maybe the insurance companies know. 
These fucking- and people that have bird infestations, they don't talk about it. They're too ashamed. Also, that's so many birds. Like you ever see like birds? They fly together. They flock. Yeah, together. and then they kind of like move like like a, yeah. like smoke like and in they the all wind. Went into the same fucking. Have you ever seen bees do that? Any kind of animal just like getting together in a group is oh. so gross. People. Yeah, even yeah, people. Yes. Lines. That's why I don't like lines. <laughs> Spread why, out. That's why I'm not going back to Mardi Gras. I'll tell no, you that. Oh my god. You ever see that where the the bees will suddenly just like pick a, you know, a car bumper and just like the corner of it and they just thousands of them in this little patch. It's so gross. Oh, just blindly in the blind. Yes. I mean, that's what Mardi Gras was. Mardi Did you ever go to Mardi Gras? No. Uh, in St. Louis, we have the second uh, largest one. Do you really? Yeah. Is you it, do too. You live here. <laughs> do we really? Yep. I'll tell you what. There's nothing scarier than being on Bourbon Street and not having control of where you're walking. Like, yeah. you're just getting pushed. I mean, and everyone's like, Whoa. I'm uh, like, yeah. It's, my sister, uh, she once said, we were, <sighs> I forget where we were going. There was some concert or something. She was like, I just don't want to go. I just like hate crowds. And I go, oh, brother. Oh, you hate like. I was like, who is like, I love crowds. There are people. Really? <laughs> yes. Why do you think there's crowds? Come on. No, people like fun and they put up with the crowd, but no one likes crowds. I think people like a crowd. People love the energy of New York City. I guess City. it is the same thing of people liking lines. Like, people like things I cannot understand. People go to Times Square they... on fucking New yeah. Year's. Who the fuck does that? Yeah, that is a bizarre thing. We should do a because... poll on our Instagram. I like Will crowds you go to Times Square New Year's? Oh, will you like crowds? No, but you know what Andrew said last night. Like, you can tell best our besties when we meet them. They're never ones that say anything creepy. They're never ones that like pitch us jokes that are like really indecent. They never try to grab me in a weird way. Besties always are just like the nicest. They're just like normal people. I don't think our listeners would like crowds. I just trust them to be cooler than that. I don't know. I know. I know. It is weird. Like, there's just a certain type of person that comes to my show and will creepily rub my back. This guy the other night just rubbing my back like this, like behind the scenes, just like trying to do something to me that I would go, wow, that one was special. Yes. I, I got to find him again. Like you could tell he's I just trying to do tell. something. I always see the guy, he grabs like near your, near your tit. Yeah. Like just close enough to the tit. Yeah. Where it's like, he's kind of touching the tit, but you couldn't accuse him of the tit. Yes. Yes. It was like that Ariana. <sighs> Ariana. Ariana Grande thing with the Ariel preacher. Grande. Yeah. Areola's Grande. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the preacher grabbing, like, they know right where to grab, where it's like, you couldn't say anything because they'd be like, what? Oh, I didn't know. It's the Uber driver driving shitty. It's, it's yes. just the same thing. You it's can't. just too much of a hassle to call it out. Yeah, but besties never do that. They're always just, they just say nice things. They they uh, they cry sometimes and they're like embarrassed of that. I'm like, no, this is awesome. I love your emotions. Don't, but just, you don't say anything dirty. You're not like, I gotta tell you, didn't love this one thing I saw you on. Like they always have to say something like you were great, but come on. Will well, you, thinking you were, about wear something that you're not pulling down the whole time. Can you be a little bit more comfortable? You, I would love to see you in more com- something more comfortable on stage. You looked uncomfortable. And I'm just like, because it didn't fit, motherfucker. <laughs> I ate too much last week. I'm, I am uncomfortable. And now I'm even more uncomfortable because you're calling it out in front of my friends. Uh, yeah. like they always have to say something. Speaking right, of awesome besties. Speaking of awesome besties, we had Rally send us this story that is incredible. Rally. A woman bought a sculpture at Goodwill for $34.99, oh, yes. and it was actually a missing ancient Roman bust dating back 2,000 years. How the fuck was did it that Julie happen? Was Glazer? 
<laughs> not your, telling you how much it's worth. Your mom out with it. Yeah, your no, mom. I didn't sell it. I'm keeping it. So Who wait, Joe, how much was it worth? It didn't say. I mean, it's pretty much priceless. Um, the woman actually is an antique dealer, which makes me think that she probably gravitated towards this thing just from her intuition. And she yeah. uh, bought it in 2018. It had taken years to determine the authenticity of the bust. Oh, wow. However, hmm. after consulting a range of experts, she was able to notify the German government of the finding and made arrangements to return it to the Bavarian administration of state-owned palaces. The Yeah, it's like on its way back, I think. Well, she first wanted it to be put on display in her home state, and an, in, an agreement was eventually made to allow the sculpture to be put on exhibit at the San Antonio Museum of Art. Okay. And then it's going oh. back. All right. But is the is the museum that, paying for it? Is no, that, I, I bet it's just like, no, this is like the property of the world or something. I'm selling that shit on eBay. I know, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'll say used. Uh, just 9,000 years. I, I do mean, love when you find a good deal. I've been like looking for guitars on Craigslist. What was the best deal you got or like, like a recent good deal? <sighs> I never get good deals. I always overpay. Always. Same. I've never once gotten a deal on any, literally anything. I'm not kidding you. I don't, I don't like lowballing people. I don't like haggling. I like giving people more than what they kind of want because people are always just trying to like make enough money to just like give my kid a Lunchable. And I'm like, get your kid the pizza Lunchable. It's on me. Like, I just, <laughs> I don't like being, especially people who are like artisans, like haggling people to get i don't know it just if you have enough money just pay what they're asking stop this but i know that's how people get rich is being you know frugal low, like that high. buy low but i never get a good high. deal fucking ever uh, i don't think uh, i've ever once had like oh man i really got paid out for this i've never seeked it out i've never thought i'm gonna go some and find a deal i've never done that my mom. I that's just would rather not put the work in. I can't. Operates. Yeah. The only time I've ever made money back on any investment was on accident. What was, was it? I bought a watch and I lost everything and I sold the watch back and it and it went up like nine hundred bucks. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, and the website. Oh yeah. You are you hot. But I stumbled into that. That was youhot.com. I've never gone to like GoDaddy and been like, let me think of fucking some names yeah. that I could get for $3. It's not good at investing. What about you, Noah? Have you ever invested in anything that had a good return? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've I'm seen just, like TikToks yeah. where like the guy will like, he's like, I make 150000 a month. And he's like, this is what I do. You see this thing that sells for $2 at Walmart? Well, it sells for $4 here. So I make that two extra dollars. I just buy it in bulk at 90000 It's just like, what are you... This is your job? And yes. also, I don't believe you. I don't understand people that sell things on Poshmark that I buy. I'm like, <laughs> you're selling this dress for $17. You're, you're, you have to ship it. So like, I don't know. What could you be... I guess they're making $17. Yeah. Which is worth it, but like to me, I don't think I've ever shipped anything in the past five years. Going to the post office stresses me out so much. I bought a belt today. I got a belt arrived today. It was a size thirty. I'm yeah. a thirty-four. I and I what went happened? to put it around my waist, and I was like, "Am I thirty-nine? Like I thought I bought a thirty. I was no. I'm just a thirty-four. Wait, you thought you were a thirty? No, it was an accident. They sent you I don't know. I know I could return it. But this goes back to the whole, what, what do I do? Do I put it, do I got to fucking ship it? And then I was I like, you know what? I have to go get, 
print a label. I don't have a printer. Like returning things stresses me out. I'm I gonna put a hole, another hole in. I it. bought four <laughs> pairs of jeans from Good American. These jeans that they just got me one fucking Instagram ad. I bought four pair. <laughs> none of them sizes. fit. No, none of them fit. All one size. They were all yeah. too big. Uh, even though, like, because it's Khloe Kardashian and they fucking try to make you feel skinnier. So they size it in a way where it's like, oh, I'm a size two when really I'm a size fucking eight. And it's like, okay, well, so you, I bought all these jeans. They, none of them fit. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I waited and waited and waited. And then the second I go, I have, I hire someone to return them for me because I'm too stressed out to do it myself. I get a, a text that says, I just checked and it's past the time when you can return. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just, oh, I just spent $500 on jeans that, Probably more. Four pairs of jeans. They were like probably $600 on jeans. And just because I'm lazy, I cannot buy things. I will not return them. I will not return them. What's wrong with me? It's so funny to think like... Nothing. Someone, like, that, buys, like, jean, someone that buys jeans that are too big and and you're like, I'll just, I just got to get fat now. Like I just yeah, got yeah. like part of me. I had a uh, I had a thought. I go, oh, I'll just I'll just you know what? I'll just work out more and get into thirty. I will never fit. No, you'll in never a 30. A thirty. But like in a, for a second there, I was like, oh, I could get into a thirty. Yes, I would have to fucking put a hole. I'd have to extend it and put a hole. Right, you have to kill a cow. <laughs> Dry out the hide and attach more belts. Could you imagine if we lived in those times where you had to like? Fucking! It would be nice because when you got something, you would keep it forever. Yeah, you would like honor it. Oh my god! I'm so I well a one a bestie this weekend. I saw her and I go, oh my god, this outfit's amazing. And I go, where did you get these jeans? She goes, I rent my clothes. And I go, rent the runway. I haven't seen these fucking on rent the runway. And she goes, no, this other rent. And she sent me her code. I got twenty percent off my first month. I'm renting clothes from now on. I don't want to deal with any more new clothes. But then you have to return rent. But that's so easy. Oh. It's there's literally we have a FedEx drop off downstairs. Yes. You just throw this shit in a bag, unwashed. You they give you the label. You flip the label. That is that I can do. Gotcha. Standing in line at the post office and then having them type in the zip code. Do you want to buy insurance for this? Do you want confirmation? Do you want like I packaging it, wrapping it in bubble? Like my mom's so good at that stuff. She ships. She goes to the post office every day. She kind of like loves it. I don't understand it. I can't get it. I mean, I think a, an at-home printer could help, right? But then you have to call them. You have but to then get you have the to shipping. Tape yeah, the yeah. label, and then I can never find tape. And if I do find the tape, the it doesn't. I can't get it, peel it off because it's stuck in a way that it looks like it doesn't even have an end to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then I get stressed, and then I peel off little pieces of the tape, <laughs> and I try to like make it. Cl- it's a nightmare. I can't do it. This is my ADD. This is like my dirty locker thing. I cannot, cannot return things. I cannot ship things. I am, I'm incapable of it. It uh, stresses me trouble. out. I feel like I'm going to get arrested when I go there because I'm going to be doing something. It feels like I'm going through customs. It's too and I feel like I'm being government. an asshole to the company by returning it. It's like, what do I you- know. I feel like they're going to get in and go, no, we can tell your fingerprints have been on this and you <laughs> have dirty vagina smelling pussy fingers or something. Like They'll just be like, this smells gross because it was in your room once. This was really funny too. I got dress shoes with Hi, the belt. Luigi. I, got, I finally got dress shoes as a 42-year-old man. They're... Too slippery to walk. I don't know who's walking in these things. I can't. I literally put them on and I felt like it was like slick shoes. Like it was a prank. Oh my God. You ever put those things on your shoes? And there's like a, in the, in the 90s, there was a workout thing where it would be like a, a flat surface and you slide slide from slide to slide. That's what these are. (laughs) I don't know what to do. Take them to your F45 class. I think what you got to do is I think I got to wear them outside. I got to scuff them up. I'm going to take them to a shoemaker. What do you do? Oh, cobbler. A cobbler oh, and put yeah. rubber because they're probably wooden bottoms. 
right? Yes. What do you do? Oh, what, the shoe doesn't come wearable? Did I you get a go good a, deal on these shoes? I mean, they weren't that expensive. I'm so not saying the go. name That's of the why. company because they haven't sent me my boots yet, and it's been fucking seven days, and I can't get well, in touch tr- with them. They're trying to scuff them up they're t- to give them time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what videos I love? A horse getting his shoes taken off. Oh yeah, that's that's me watching wart videos, dude. It's scraping out. It's like extracting this like stuff. That is that's wart videos. Yeah, it is wart videos. If you like watching those hoof videos, you are no different from me. <laughs> I just go about it in a different way. That is the same kind of thing. It's like hard, like yes. like getting dirt out and all that, like whatever that crusty stuff is. Okay, we gotta go to break. Let's come back with why do I care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, 
And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do I care? Why do I care? Joe Alwyn (laughs) reveals how Taylor Swift feels about his racy scenes in conversations with friends. What? Really? Mm -hmm. I bet she's cool about it. He does not ever say anything about her. So this, let me guess, whatever he said, no offense, Tay-Tay, I love you so much, but you scripted this. So let's hear what Taylor had to say through Joe's mouth. Because oh. the, they, they're, they, it's true. It's they, they both collaborate together and oh, they come sure, up with yes. exactly what PR they're going to say. Behind this, well, no, because they keep everything you know private, what I think and it it's is? a good move. You know what I think it is? What? It's a great way to advertise the movie without advertising the movie. Okay, but go ahead. Hmm. All right. So he says, "I mean, she's read the book and she loves the book. She knows it." He told Extra, "She just like couldn't be a bigger fan of the project." Okay, so nothing. He said nothing. Exactly. (laughs) That's what they always, they never say anything about their relationship. I respect it. I love it. Because they're just, they're not doing it for publicity. If they were, they would do what Ben Affleck and J-Lo do and have paparazzi shoot them touring houses on the beach. Like, they call the paparazzi to let them know when they're, we're going to take our daughter to the batting cage. Like, that's that's a couple that loves being in the press. Taylor Swift doesn't, wants to keep this separate. Now, do you think... Taylor, 10 years from now, would do something like that? 10 years Swift? 10 years Swift? 10 years um, Swift? You know what I mean? Do you think it's because... No. No, no, no. Yeah. I think she, in the past, she's done stuff. I think in the past, when she was less mature, she definitely 
was okay with like being paparazzi'd, but then she realized it ruins relationships. I'm just thinking that if you're on, if your career is, you know, deflating at all, you would try to do something like that. Or while you're coming this up, this girl does not have to... a hard time going away. And I yeah. know that's maybe because you're like, oh, she doesn't need to worry. She has fans. But a lot of times, though, when people are super popular, they worry they're going to lose it. So they keep going. I mean, I relate to that. I'd be scared to go away even if I was super famous because I'd be like, they'll forget about me. Dude, she went away for a whole year. We haven't really heard from her for a really long time now, even. Um, she didn't go to the Met Gala. You know, she was invited. Like, there's something about that I really respect because I'm like, she's turning down opportunities for us to all look at her and admire her and for her name to be in the press. And yeah, her name's getting in the press because her boyfriend's doing an article because we will take anything we can get because she's not giving us anything. Do I think that's a tactic? No, I don't, Andrew. I don't. All right. <laughs> let's get to top one, bottom one. The category today is Friends. Top one, bottom one, friends. <laughs> Unbelievable. This isn't From the, the friends TV cast. Show? No, no, no. Although <laughs> no. that could be fun too. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's, that would be an interesting one actually. actually. Should we just We could do it? both. Okay. Okay. So um, let's start with your bottom friend, the worst friend you've ever had. Uh, and you don't have to like say Ross. their name. I, I want to know Ross. Ross Not from the show Friends Is he also your Although least favorite friend? that guy could go fuck himself too <laughs> No this guy Ross Sullivan Rach I think his name was Ross Sullivan He was this kid And we were kind of friendly Ross Sinclair mm. Yeah that's his real name I'm coming at you Maybe we should um, turn it up When I tell <laughs> it. <laughs> His last name, make sure you just, yeah, really, just really crystal clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get that like spatial audio for that. So we were friendly in high school. Mm -hmm. He was a year older than me. He was tall and very skinny. And I was very small at the time. And we were f friendly. And I had a little bit of a big mouth for a small kid. Like I was funny. Literally a big mouth? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was bigger. Eh, I don't know if it was bigger then. It was, it's close. So anyway, uh, yeah, my tongue is still I going out of my mouth. your mouth was smaller for that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> As in like you couldn't open it. I know. I wish so too. <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to say like. Okay. Um, so. Uh, oh no. One day after. You've just released. Yes. Now that you've said it, we're listening for likes, but try not to say like the rest of the episode. Let's, let's all try. Okay. Um, similar as. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, um, we were in. I can't do it. Fuck it. Whatever. Uh, so we were in the it, after gym or whatever. He got in my face, and he was he called me like a. He's like, oh fuck your mom. Like he went off on me like to a bully to an extent. That was what, about what though? Why? He's like, you won't fucking do shit. You know, he was your friend initially. He was my friend. Why did he turn on you? What happened? He was just mad at himself for being so skinny, I think. Like, he was but so what, scrawny. Did you but say he, something? Probably, like, just jokingly? I honestly... Or it was really Thinking out of back at the story, it was kind of out of nowhere. Maybe we were all kind of razzing each other, but I remember just sitting down. I was sitting down in the locker room, and he was standing above me. Mm. And he's like, you're fucking pussy. You won't do shit. Yeah, you're just going to sit there. And I just remember it was one of those moments where I was like... How am I not fighting for myself right now? And it was like, and he's calling me out, and I I want to fight, but I don't want to lose. And like, but I, it, and he was like, I'll like just went in like you fucking Jew, fuck your mom, fuck your mom, like like everything. Did you people could, hear it? And there were like, yeah, there were like two other people in there, and I remember Aww. so there were like witnesses to me being a little bitch, and I was like, 
I know. I just remember looking down like if I, I just want to fuck it. I got to fight. I got to fuck. And I didn't fight. And then I remember seeing him at a party like five years later. And I was jacked then. And I was like, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like I wanted to. I still like was. I don't know. Like I envisioned just yeah. murdering him at this party. And at that point I could. You know, and what happened? And my buddy talked me out of doing. He's just like, dude, it's not worth it. Also, you're fighting over something that happened. <laughs> it's just a weird thing yes. to be like. Did you talk I'm to defending him at the party? my honor. Yeah, did, did you talk, talk to him at the party? No, I haven't talked. I never talked. Oh. I never talked to him after strong that moment. Silent type. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you strong. And I think I said like like 45 times, but I stopped keeping track. So, yeah, yeah, we forgot. I Wait, mean, Noah, do you have a bad friend? Um. I, I don't cur- okay so currently I don't have any bad friends but right this is- I feel like we would not be listing someone that we were still friends with yeah yeah so um this was the thing that made this person a bad friend is that I let them into my life and they slowly cannibalized all I had to offer and then they shut me out of it meaning um, they became friends with all my friends and then you know like I made sure to invite her because she she didn't have that many friends yeah um. And I and I invited her along, you know, come come hang out with us, come sit in on this podcast with us, oh. come do all these things. And then slowly I find out that, oh, you all hung out this weekend and nobody invited <sighs> oh, me. Oh no. Oh no. And I would always Did you like kick her ass. <laughs> I just had to stop being friends with her. And I did, and I told my friends I was like, um, because we did a podcast together, and I'm like, I can't have her on the podcast anymore because I don't want anything to do with her. And she she would talk shit about me behind my back. I didn't even like all I was was just giving to her in in my opinion. So unless weird. There yeah. was something else, but it was you know she she was just a, like a t- the type of person that would take and take and take and take. Yes, but I she had a lot uh, of yeah, and she and she had a lot to entice my friends with. Like she had her own house. She had a car that she would drive everyone around. Mm. She had. Did you ever really like her though? Because I feel like these a lot of these relationships. I did. I, you did. What What did you like about her? What like drew you to her in the she beginning? Was, she was very like just a naturally funny and bombastic person. Just really loud. She was a big fan of radio, and I was working in radio. And she, you know, she loved listening to Opie and Anthony. And I would tell her stories of what was happening down the hall. So she just like loved to hear that stuff. Yeah, and you know, and and she was just like a a a girl that I had never been friends with before. Um, she also had this weird, like, crazy sexual side. She like joined this website called Collar Me, and she would tell me about all these like strange <laughs> well, that is encounters. A good, interesting she had. friend. What do you yeah, put yeah, a collar so, on and like it, like treat it like a dog? Is that what happens? Well, I feel like eventually she tried to like dominate me, you know, because it was just in yes. her personality. Oh, you'd be the collar. I yeah, I was the bottom. <laughs> she was the top. Oh my god. So glad you yeah, what's she doing now? Like, do you still do? You, did you block She's, her? Do you like think about her ever? My friends stayed friends with her, which I had to accept, um, and I I couldn't fault them for why it. They, why didn't she do it to them too, or did she? I don't know. Or is there something wrong with you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot it's wrong so with me. Up. No, it's <laughs> you're the nicest ever. I can't un- I can't imagine someone not being friends with you. It just At doesn't same- make sense to me. At the same token, this was like in my late 20s and I, I was mm. not emotionally intelligent at all. So I right. don't know. I could have been doing or saying something without even realizing it. Yes. So, yes. And then never have a conversation with her 
Never, no. About it. We yeah, just see. ghosted each other and just never spoke again. I have a lot of adult friends lately who have um, had girls, you know, mostly women who have girlfriends who all they do is bitch about them. All they do is complain about these friends doing weird oh, things, yeah. taking advantage of them, stealing from them in, in myriad ways, just just being rude, being just taking, taking, taking. And these people are very cunning and they're good at what they do because they, that's how they've gotten by in life is like being your friend, get, like showering you with affection and then taking and taking, taking and always making things seem like it's your fault. And like, I had one friend, I'm not joking you, this is a real story. Her friend was staying at her house because she had found out she was like, uh, in a like, she reached out to her friend because she knew her my friend was in uh, the city, even though she was like on vacation there or like staying with someone at this like awesome house. And she knew my friend was there. She just reached out randomly to be like, just thinking of you. She goes, what are you up to? And my friend is like, oh, I'm actually in, you know, San Antonio, wherever the fuck she was. And she goes, oh, I'm here too. Knew she was there. Oh my God, my hotel just fell through. Like all this crazy coincidences, needs a place to stay. Of course, she's, so she gets my friend to let her stay at the place she's staying at because the place is her boyfriend's. And so my friend is, you know, able to offer a room. And so she does. And then this is not a joke, a separate occur occurrence. This friend stayed at my friend's place while she was out of town. A pair of shoes arrived from Zara, a package. She opened the shoes and wore them. Oh, God. has anyone ever heard of anything like this I'm just and this person remained friends with her and because she kept always this girl was so good at making it seem like she was doing nothing wrong she didn't understand oh no I didn't know that would hurt you steal from her constantly jewelry would go missing and then she'd see her friend wearing it and be like no you lent this to me shit like that and it was like it just happened recently where I told her because she was talking about this friend and I go you got to be done with this. I can't be, I honestly can't be friends with someone who gets mistreated Allows, this way. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll say something on my podcast and hopefully this girl hears. <laughs> Wait, so who's, done. who's your, your bottom friend? I'm just... My bottom friend. I mean, I have a couple that are just too, I just don't want the, I don't want them back in my life. So I don't want to talk about them mm -hmm. on here. I have actually several that you just have to eventually, you just realize like, Oh, this is this friendship is not, doesn't go both ways. Mm -hmm. Things are not think. Uh, this person, or you just realize, I don't think I like this person. <laughs> I don't really like hanging out with them. I hang out with them out of obligation to be nice, mm. and that's not good enough. Like you, it is nice for you to be nice to people that need friends to go visit old people who are you know stuck inside. And if someone has the ability to to make friends. And it's just a bad friend. Never ask you about yourself. When they do, they make it about themselves. All of these things, that's on them. Free yourself. It is not up to you to remain friends with that person. It took me a long time to do that. You don't have to tell this person anything. You can do what a friend had did to me one time when she didn't want to be friends with me anymore and said, babe, I just need some space right now. That is a gentle way to let someone down in a mm -hmm. way that's like, I just need space from you. And then that space can, there's no time limit. So you can just, that can last forever. So I've used that, that was used on me once before. And then the worst friend I ever had though was like my, uh, was this girl in third grade who was like best friends with my best friend. And she convinced my best friend to like hate me and tell the class that I wet the bed and call me a bitch and all um, this stuff. And she was in third grade though. I mean, that, but that was my first like, they were my only friends and then I had no friends and then thank God Kirsten came along. But yeah, that was, and then, um, and then the, my least favorite, uh, friend from the, the show friends is Phoebe. 
and Joey because they literally by the I don't know f- fifth season are. If you had a friend that was that stupid, you would say they're they've been exposed to lead, or they had a tra- uh, many traumatic brain injuries. You would not remain friends with someone that was that dumb. And I just hate how dumb they are and how like they're kind of like mean and they don't really like they're just stupid all the time. And I'm like, why are you guys hanging out with these people? And also, Monica sucks too. Like she's always just yelling about everything and like don't don't put your bag there and rachel you do this it's just like you suck you're always like you're too ocd yeah. get help yeah maybe i don't like any of them I'm trying to, I, I don't really I, ross was like a little whiny i bitch. loved ross even though he's he was a whiny bitch he does like dinosaurs though and your boy loves it and rachel was a liar they all lie to each other no show can exist without lies being told all the time it sitcoms normalize lying and lying is unacceptable friendships relationships just don't you just don't need to lie and like i'm so tired of watching like quote-unquote good friendships the new girl any show there's just constantly lies being told i understand like a 30 rock or a veep where these characters are inherently kind of like in bad businesses where you're supposed to lie and that's what it's about but when it's supposed to be like we love these people (laughs) and we want to mimic their lives the that is not good to have them constantly lying you can have a storyline without lies what was your best friend uh, I have like for or each top. decade I have like a new one. You know what I mean? So like I have my middle school, my high so school. So pick pick one. <sighs> and why? This is tough because I have a lot of really good friends. And they're all they're all like they've been nominated. There's a camera on each of them right now yeah. waiting to hear who you're going to choose and they're going to all have to <laughs> applaud politely. And they're when you choose them are going to slap on- me in the face. Do you remember on MySpace you you had like six <gasps> friends top you eight. could choose? Top 8. Yeah, oh, yeah. Top eight. yeah. That was very Then it crude. went to 16. Yeah. Yes. I would have to say. Yeah, that's. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. This is tough. I, I would have to go with Danny Colantrelli. I don't. I've never even heard that name. That's how good of a friend he is. <laughs> he you like, respect his privacy him. so much. Yeah, except for right now. <laughs> no, he's my. I've told you about Danny. He's the. He's from the Irish Catholic family. He went to West Point. I've told you, I, I lived at his house. Sorry. Maybe you're the least, Sorry, my least favorite. Yeah, friend. I mean, I've, God, we, let's go back I've to the I've told you about him. We, we'd have sleepovers. He's the one that fucking, they found, no, I, actually, I can't tell that story. But I what would have sleepovers. What do you like about him? Why is he, he your top he, friend? Well, they took me in, like, as a family, kind of, when my parents were fighting so much. And they were closer to my high school. And he was, like, the coolest kid. He was the quarterback. He was the point guard. What's and he doing he, now? He actually runs an air conditioning company and is very successful and has know. three kids. And yeah, that's a he went to West Point business spent, to be in right now. Spent two years in Afghanistan. Wow. Like, yeah, he was always like way better. So than he's me. just a good friend. Like he he and his family like took you in when oh, you were down and out. Yeah, and then he's like one of these friends where I call him and it's nothing but laughs. We take we we catch up right like there's no. I've never had a conversation with him where it was like awkward yes. or anything. It's just silly and nonstop laughter. And if I needed money or if I needed like if I really needed something, it wouldn't even be a it wouldn't even I wouldn't even have to say more than three words for like there to be like a Venmo coming at me like or like you know Is what one I mean? of those words like three of them are. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Yes, that's a. Yeah, and it's that's just nice. like one of those. You just, you're just. It, it's, it just. You mold so well together that it's, it's not. God, Ari Finling really like shot the bed on this. Well, he fucked up when. 
he tried to, you know, Ari and I are actually speaking like we were always very com- a little bit competitive in a good way, in a fun way about like friends. Because you go to New York, you get in the open mic world. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And then it's like, then you could actually get a little bit of jealousy if one gets on a show and there's that whole that shit. Oh, and then one's hanging out with this comic one. Yeah. Because, like, and yeah, there's cons- there's competition. When you're in the same like industry as your friend, there tends to be that. Yeah, but I love, I mean, Ari would be, he'd be, you know, top, you know, top. 30 at least. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ari's up there. Ari's top five. Yeah, Ari's amazing. Yeah. Final thought. Who's your best friend? Or uh, Noah. Noah. Noah, who's your best friend? Okay, it's not best. And don't it has say to be Nikki, top. that's cheating. Yeah, top. No, we, we couldn't, so I, I think of like top <laughs> shelf friends, which is yes, top shelf. A, a term that Nikki coined. Yes. Um. So I have a lot of top friends. I'm going to choose my friend Monica. And it's because she came into my life when I only had like one other girlfriend. I was like in the metal scene. I was hanging out with a lot of dudes. And Monica was like this like fairy that came into my life. She was so like feminine and giggly. And and she was so positive all the time. Even when something bad happened, the way she would talk about it was so funny that she, she taught me this is what it's like to be positive and like not mad at the world and be feminine. And we had one like really great night where we got so high and we went out and she took me to like a bar that I would never go to. And we met these guys, we got in a car with them. We got in, we went to another bar and we were just like, what the fuck did we do? And we just had so much fun talking about it the rest of the night. Um, And uh, she's my top friend because she, she 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 kind of gave me an example of something that I wanted to aspire to be, which was a lot which more is. positive, less pessimist, <laughs> and adventurous, and just like saying yes to things. Yeah, exactly, and just like yes. being bubbly and upbeat. That's a, a good answer. A great friend that pushes you to be better. That's yeah. a great fucking friend. Fuck. Without the intention. Yeah. Just who yeah. Without was. the yes, yes. Just by doing, just by action. An example. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like your friend Andrew, because you said that he was like the quarterback, and his family was really close. Yeah, it was I mean, something you aspired to have. He pushed me to be, yeah, to be better, and also to like not fucking whine about shit. He, I've never heard him complain, even when he was going. Like, I've never heard him. He's never once been like, I don't know what I want. It's just yes. like stoic. That is almost to a fault, probably, but yeah, a really good yeah. friend. Yeah, okay, um, I'll say um, Sabrina Jalees because if, in, in the tone of like what we we're talking about, she was a friend that like because uh, I was gonna pick some. Uh, I was I was kind of thinking of people who even before they met me, they were already like my best friend, and there's a couple people like that, like Schumer. Sabrina, and then a couple of girls that I've met through, um, you know, like Kirsten eating disorder recovery. But I met her in person before when we became friends. Sabrina and I became had a correspondence relationship where we became best friends through the mail oh. and MySpace. Cool. Oh, I see. We oh, it's like okay. a pen so pal. Like I didn't know. I became like best friends with them before we met. Got you. Like I was, we were already best friends, and we were saying best friends. It's you like know, a sleepless in Seattle situation. Yeah, and I met Sabrina my. I guess it was 2005 on MySpace. She found me in a Sarah Silverman fan club <laughs> on MySpace. And she saw my picture in like members of like the, you know, you could be like a fan page. And she found me in the pictures and I had like, a, I was holding a microphone in my picture and she was like, who's this bitch? Cause we were both young comedians. She lived in Toronto and she clicked on my picture. And then I think she, 
sent me a message or I said like somehow we send each other messages then we send each other our like demo tapes like our like our stand-up tapes because we didn't have stand-up online at that point this was 2005 I was still in college wait you mailed it yeah we mailed it in the mail mailing I know back in the day I don't know how I did that (laughs) but she I was just I was obsessed with her and she was so funny. We used to talk on the phone all the time. She got I didn't me know this. she got me through a really hard breakup. She would send me videos just to like make me happy and laugh and like she would just like play songs about when I was going through the Pete Lee breakup, she sent me this song that was like she had her friend play guitar and she just like rapped on this song that was so funny and just so uplifting. She would send me like care packages and she just became my best friend overnight. And um and I helped her through her dog was attacked one day and like almost died. And we, we were just there for each other during like really trying times. And um, and then uh, and then I finally met her when um, 2007, I went to the Montreal Comedy Festival and she went there to like from Toronto to go hang out. I think she was maybe doing some shows there. But I remember I got in the night before and I went to her hotel room because I didn't have one yet. And I showed up at the door and she like opened the door and I was like, and I think I said, oh my God, this is what it looks like when you talk. Like, and we were just both like, so like, I love you. And then, um, yeah, it was just the best night. We like, I, I instantly like knew her. Like as soon as she opened the door, we were best friends. And it was the same for Amy too. Like Amy and I met on MySpace and didn't meet until actually that same festival, Montreal Comedy Festival. She was there too as a new face. Yeah. And we met in the lobby of the Hyatt and, you know. Oh, so you were on the same new face show as Amy? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. You were on the same line, like the same line yeah. that night? Yeah, and she was already blowing up because she was on Last Coming Standing that season. But I had met her before she was on Last Coming Standing. I had been on Last Coming Standing before she had, but she made it to the top 10. I only made it to top 40, uh, I think, the year before her. How did you do on that show? Top 40. A, no, 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 no. How did you do on the JFL? Oh, did not well. No, I was like anorexic. I was drunk every night. I <laughs> I had fainted on stage preparing to go there. I was just so nervous. Wow. And I... Um, I had a joke at the time that was like, did you guys know that there's this website that you type in your zip code and it tells you every sexual offender in your area? MySpace.com. Or no, Match.com. That was the joke. Yeah. And Robbie Pra, who was the head of uh, Just for Laughs at the time, was like, we for us match.com is not a thing here in Canada that joke is not gonna work it was my opener he was like you gotta say Facebook that's it'll work for Facebook because here Facebook is like what it will work and I was just I would not do it I just didn't trust him I couldn't understand how Facebook would ever fit that joke it doesn't fit it but it it does in Canada it did he was right and I didn't say it and it just set me up to like have a bad set the rest of the time I should (laughs) have trusted him you do have to change jokes when you go to Canada like you they they can get some of our references, but it helps to say grade eleven instead of you know eleventh grade. Be funny if you said Facebook and just respect, or you said match, and you're like, how about Facebook? It's Facebook. Like you try to like recover. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, honestly, that would have worked if you were just honest about it. Like if yeah, you said, yeah, if I would have just even come out and said like yeah. I'm bombing and I'm too skinny and I don't know what I'm doing here, yeah. that would have I would have killed. But it was just like this awkward set. Yeah, and you, there's so much pressure there. I was also in the same lineup as Kurt Metzger, Tommy Jonigan, Tom Segura, Amy Schumer. Oh my god! It, it this was is like this one guy that's the most famous fucking comedian in the UK. Like he is, in, he's worldly famous, and he was at the time too. This woman that was like in her 70s or something. Tom Papa <laughs> was our MC because there's always like a famous comedian who does the MCing. But it was just, I mean, it was it was insane. I mean, that's an insane lineup. Julian McCullough. 
who else was on it yeah it was it, this is like your for those who don't know just for laughs is the comedy festival in montreal and if you get the montreal comedy festival as a new face it's like your introduction that's like your you know quinceanera for show business there's all these agents there and you are the fresh talent and this is your first first like audition for the industry yeah. and there's so much pressure for this one set that you do and you're kind of pitted against whoever else is in your class but my class was all these people who had been doing comedy you know 10 years longer than me some of them you know five years they were all just like so good i was good for how long i've been doing it but i only been doing it two years so that's my story no, stick it to it I sabrina jalees that's i it's so funny that neither like i never even knew you were that close with her what? i'm not saying that because really you never heard danny i just i've heard you say her name in a bit but i didn't even know you were friends with her get out i swear I'm not i knew kidding. you were friends with her Man, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. She was one. She was one of my best I friends would think for years. Anya would be your best friend. Well, yeah, she is. She's probably really hurt it was too. Top she's probably friend, with not best. Right I mean, I was just trying to think of like a friend no, no, that I had I, met no, before. I'm kidding, like, no, I'm kidding. it was just in the way that you were describing of like picks you up and is like, we're going out, we're doing this. Like Sabrina's always positive. Like, yeah, we'll do this. We're gonna do this. Let's move to New York. Let's do that. Like, she's just God. She's amazing. Any endeavor you have, like stand up or something that's outside the box, you need one person. To push you and make you feel like it's normal to have this insane dream. Yes. If you do it on your own, I mean, some people do. I don't know how. Like, without, you know, there's some people like, like, I remember seeing Trevor Noah before he got The Daily Show and he walked into like some shitty bar show. He went like right up wearing a leather jacket. I'm like, who the fuck? Is but he this? already had this confidence because he was famous in South was America like, yeah, or South was, Africa. He was like floating. And yeah, like, he didn't he's need a, so good. He didn't need anybody. I sometimes watch these YouTube videos of him answering questions in between segments. Do you ever watch those? Yes. He's brilliant. Brilliant. I, yeah. I mean, I've never read his book. Did I've you heard see that. His, no, I didn't see his. Uh, I haven't seen his specials. I don't know what's wrong with no, me. His but, presidential. Oh, no, thing. I didn't see the correspondence dinner or whatever it was. But and yeah, there, he's, there was another kid. He's special. Too. We got to go. Oh, Daily Jabuki. Oh, yeah. Where you watch it, you're like, oh, you don't need one friend. You don't even need. You're just yeah. Gonna. They. I always say to them, what? What did your mom hug you or something? What's going on here? Why? Why do you like yourself so much? Okay, we gotta go. We're Thank gonna, you for listening to the show. Are we doing a wrap? Oh yeah, we gotta go. Listen, it's not gonna snow. It's hot as hell here. It's gonna be ninety four. Damn. <laughs> Yo, it this, really is gonna be ninety five. The sun today. is out. The clouds be parting. Your boy be sharting when he starts farting. But never call the cops because that shit don't smell. I've never smelled once. I ain't going to hell. <laughs> I've never smelled once. I gotta go. Okay, don't be good. And Jack on me. Jack on uh, me. Jack me off. Jack on me. Jack. I need come in a day or We're really okay, running bye. out. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. 
from Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 